little folks, and thanks for joining us for another bamboozling week here on the Rec Poker Podcast. If you don't know what Rec Poker is about, we're a friendly, enthusiastic group of recreational poker players. We like to get together, study together, have fun, play the game of poker, learn from each other's mistakes so you don't have to just learn from your own dang mistakes all the time because who wants to go through that? Um, we have a lot of fun here at Rec Poker, and most of what we do is free. Uh, so I'd encourage you, if you're listening, head on over to www.rec.poker and sign up for a free community account. All it takes is an email address and a smile, although both are compulsory. Uh, because most of what we do is free, I have to thank our uh, sponsors, the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino, and also Mark Prashan over at Website Amp. And of course, I really have to thank our premium members who uh, pledged their $15 a month to help us keep uh, keep the magic happening over here. It doesn't sound like a lot to you, perhaps, uh, but for us, $15 not only is a great value on the poker learning you're going to receive, uh, but it's also, uh, it also makes a big difference to what we're doing, and it lets us continue what we're doing. So whether it's uh, because you secretly hate us, like Phil Razor in the chat here, who likes to just come in and pledge his 15 bucks a month so he can make fun of me with even closer access than would be available over Twitter, um, or whether it's fantastic folks like uh, Roger Schutte, uh, who not only is a contributing premium member, but also pitches in every week to help us with our podcast post-production. If you've noticed some uh, images uh, while you're listening to the podcast, cleaned up the audio, um, there's a lot he does behind the scenes to help out here, and he's just a great guy. So folks like Roger Schutte, um, I want to just say thanks again for your support. Um, if I haven't mentioned it, I'm Jim Reed, Blusterini in the home game and at Rec Poker Jim on Twitter. I'm one member of the Wrecking Crew, but just because I introduced the show doesn't mean I'm actually in charge around here. We We take a whole crew. There's a village of people. We could not do it without the Wrecking Crew. Um, and if you want to find out more about all the cool members of the Wrecking Crew, like Kevin Mathers, Darrow Carney, um, uh, Kim Kilroy, Keith uh, Monkey System Brant, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, but two of them are here with me tonight, and I'll let you meet them uh, right now. Well, I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5b5 on Twitter or 5 by 5 in the Poker Stars home game. And I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. My name is John Somsky, and I am proof that not all of the Wrecking Cruel crew are cool. <laughs> I'd hate to think that we ever made that claim, John. Anyone who knows us, we are definitely infectiously fun. Some of us, you know, we might rate above average on the pool, on the cool scale, uh, but mostly it's about the enthusiasm that we bring to the game, um, and I think that's pretty cool. And so if you want to learn more about the Wrecking Crew members and myself, you can go to rec.poker slash crew and uh, look uh, look around at all the smiling faces there and learn about them and, and what makes them tick and why they've gotten more involved over here. And John, uh, Phil in the chat says, John is very cool. So he obviously knows you very well and your rich history in the land of poker. So take that, um, you humble jerk. Uh, so... <laughs> so uh, uh, long-time listeners will know this is the uh, Chats edition of the podcast. We actually do two podcasts a week here at Rec Poker. The Chats edition, which is a uh, delightful exchange, a conversation between ourselves on the Wrecking Crew and a different guest every week. Uh, we actually have uh, Aunt Chardonnay uh, joining us a little later on today. Um, she couldn't join us right at the top of the show. So uh, Sarah Herring is going to join us at uh, eight o'clock central, uh, eight o'clock Eastern, in about twenty-three minutes. I'm like ninety-eight percent sure um, she's going to join us because I always get a little nervous when we start doing these live shows. And you know, Sarah's very uh, reliable, um, but she is involved in the poker world like many of us, and she has a busy life with kids and other things going on. So I I'm I'm like ninety-eight percent we're going to get Sarah in here. We did exchange uh, messages today. I know she intends to be here, and I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. Chris, what's well, your take on that? Who wouldn't shove their whole stack in with 98 I know. I was just going to say, 98%. That's like <laughs> that's 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 some pretty good certainty there, right? There. I feel like we've got pretty good EV here. Well, Chris, you'd know as the producing co-host that we don't typically even start the show until that guest is in the booth. We can see their face. They know that it's happening. <laughs> So we're going out on a limb here in the live the live streets. We're out in the live streets. 
but I do feel optimistic. Sarah is such a cool, fun person. She's been on the yeah. show before. I, f- I feel um, like that's a tribute to her that you're giving her 98% credit. Like that, yeah. you know, there, there are other guests where it would be like, I don't know, it's a coin flip at this point. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that definitely is. She deserves every bit of that credit. Um, she's got some exciting news that I know she's like can't wait to share with our listeners. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But uh, while we've got about 20 minutes before Sarah joins us, normally at the end of the show we talk about our home game results. We go over some upcoming events, um, that sort of thing. We'll do the food bank draw. So we'll just do all that stuff at the beginning of uh, of the show instead. So we're going to get started right now. We're just going to talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, in the Rec Poker calendar. So we started earlier this year. Um, Chris Jones is our, um, our membership content director, and he creates a series of lessons and uh, uh, different kinds of learning material over the course of the month. Uh, every month, we started doing a, a cohesive monthly theme uh, a little earlier this year. and uh, We've been really enjoying that process. So basically, the way that works, it's not that complicated. Every month is a different learning theme, but all that we do here at Rec Poker is kind of based around that theme. So whether it's Chris's uh, deep dive seminar, whether it's uh, our study groups, whether it's the um, online review in hand, we might be talking about some of the concepts that are in that. Um, Andrew Feist, who runs our Learning with Partners program, And actually, I'll just talk about this a little bit because I don't think people understand how impressive the Learning with Partners program here at Rec Poker is. So I told you at the top of the show, it's $15 a month to join our premium membership. And if you use the code Rec Poker, it's only $5. So I would encourage folks, go go give this a try because what we do is um, we've got great relationships with a lot of excellent training sites out there. And they know how important it is to grow the game at the recreational level. So uh, I'm just going to list off a few poker sites here. And when I do, I want you to think about this. These places, they charge $40, $50, $100, $200 a month to join their premium uh, training sites to get this tip of the the spear uh, training material in the poker world that they produce. They're all poker geniuses. You know, this is the Rec Poker podcast, but these are pro players and coaches that know more about poker than anyone on the panel here is, as uh, they, they've forgotten more than we've all already learned. And we don't pretend to be in their class when it comes to really high level poker knowledge. That's, you know, we're kind of in, in between. We bring recreational players up to the point where they can take advantage of that amazing stuff, but we don't pretend to be the best players in the world. We just love the freaking game more than anybody. So, these amazing training sites, they give Rec Poker Premium members access behind their paywall. Um, so if you're a Rec Poker Premium member, for $15 a month, every month, you get to go and take a look at things from the Poker Forge, Solve for Why, PokerCoaching.com, Learn Pro Poker, uh, Red Chip Poker, and a couple others that we don't, we don't do every month. But um, you can go and get fantastic things from uh, Gareth James is at MTT Poker Academy uh, and and a lot more beyond that. Uh, you get back backstage access to things like KL Cleeton's Range Trainer Pro, um, Advanced Poker Training from Steve and Alan Blay. Uh, so and, and at this point, we've been doing this for a couple of years. You can actually go back and look at an archive, you know, two years of advanced training material from all these other sites all included with your Rec Poker premium membership. So, uh, for instance, the month of October, the theme of the month was three bets as the uh, from the point of view of the aggressor. And so just looking through the um, videos that have been released in October, there's a Learning with Partners um, video from Learn Pro Poker that involved a live play hand review with Ryan LaPlante and Rob Gardner. We also have a study group every month that's based around the Learn Pro Poker material that comes out. So it's a great way to get involved in that. We had How to Play Three Bet Pots Part One from PokerCoaching.com. We had a how to guide on three bet, four bet pots from Solve for Why. We had Turn Calls into Three Bets from the Poker Forge. And it's, it's only, there's a whole other week still left in the month. So we don't even know what's still going to come out. Um, so this is just an example of how your 15 bucks a month uh, gets you access to not only the monthly trading material that Chris and the rest of the crew 
uh, puts out here and creates ourselves every month, but also this kind of curated view of what goes on behind the scenes at, at honestly, the best training sites in the world. And I'm just so proud that, you know, Steve Fredland, who put this whole thing together back in the day, and Chris and John and Rob and Taylor and Andrew and I and the rest of the gang here um, have just done such a good job making these folks understand that they can trust us with this material, that they know that our members are going to get engaged and enjoy this and use it to take off. And of course, we also have some great discounts if people want to go to the next level and start learning with some of these partners directly or take advantage of some of their coaching programs. So uh, if you go to rec.poker, you can just type learning with partners in the search, or you can go to rec.poker slash resources, um, or you can just check out the video archive directly. There's a learning with partners category there. And um, it's, it's, I think it's one of the things we honestly, we do best is kind of this curating because honestly, there's so much amazing content out there. There's so much amazing content out there. I think a lot of people that are kind of learning more about the poker world, one of their problems is it's a little overwhelming. It can be a little hard to, well, what should I study next? Who should I listen to? You know, what site should I join? Um, that sort of thing. And if you are a Rec Poker Premium member, you get like a little taster's choice of, like I say, the best sites out there in the whole world. And it's all part of your uh, Rec Poker Premium membership. So I'm pretty excited about that. I just don't think we do a good enough job talking about it and telling people uh, how exciting that is. So I encourage people to come give that a try. Try us for one month for five bucks. Something tells me you're going to stick around for a second month because there's just so much cool stuff going over here. Uh, and that's just in the learning department. Uh, we've also started adding a few more social events to the calendar. The Fun Country Online Play and Hang is on Thursday nights now. It is a fun social atmosphere. But you also get to win 25 bucks just for showing up for free. And, of course, we have Kevin Mathers in our Tuesday night online play and hang every week. Uh, he's such a gem. I love hanging out with that guy, um, talking about what's going on in Hendon Mob and the poker world generally. Uh, that's a pretty social time. If you're um, considering taking a step into the Rec Poker Premium membership, uh, you should know that on the fourth Tuesday of every month, we actually open up our online play and hang to all community members. So you don't even have to be a premium member to get involved. Uh, you should be able to just go to rec.poker with your free community account, and you can click on the link to join the community online play and hang on the fourth Tuesday of every month. And so I'd encourage folks to do that. Come chat with me and Chris and John and Kim, uh, the real Jim, Jim Gibson, and all sorts of other folks who show up uh, and have a great time. Even Phil shows up every once in a while. But despite that, it's really fun, I promise. Um, so that's, that's, we do that on Tuesdays. We got a lot of other fun stuff coming along, of course. Um, but I want to just tee Chris up here a little bit, because we're talking about what's coming up. We're talking about the themes of the month that we've been working on so far, uh, so far. I mentioned that October was three bets as the aggressor. Uh, so for November, it just made a lot of sense to be the theme of the month to be defending against three bets. Uh, so Chris, why don't you talk a little bit about sort of how you decide what themes to put together and what you're excited about coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's just mostly like we look at like a, a sensible way to pull the content together. We kind of pull members once in a while. So if there's areas that you're interested in uh, and you're not seeing them coming up, uh, let us know. Just uh, let Jim know or let me know. Uh, we kind of every every six months, we kind of look at our upcoming schedule and, and try to to tease out the sort of the topics that are coming up. But like Jim said, we're we're doing um, three bets as the aggressor, and then looking at uh, defending against three bets. And again, three bets. If you're not familiar with it, uh, we're mostly talking pre-flop here. It's, uh, the blind serves as the first bet. Then when somebody opens, it serves as the second bet. And if somebody raises an open pre-flop, that's called a three bet. Um, and so we're looking at both taking that action ourselves and how to how to protect ourselves or defend against those kinds of actions. Uh, we're looking at those October, November. Then uh, in December, um, we're getting ready to talk. And I think this has been a really one that has a topic that's been requested quite a bit. Um, and that is playing against limpers. Uh, mm. And I think we're really trying to meet people with this where they're at. You know, when people have reached out to us in the past, they've talked about you know, well, that's great and all. But nobody in my game plays GTO, and I'm <laughs> I usually see five or six limps, and I don't know how to. What do I do against that? And so we're going to really talk about 
uh, approaching our our play against a sort of a limp happy table. Um, we're we're gearing up to do our play and learn session. We've got some plants in the audience for that to uh, take on some different limping styles. It should be a fun uh, thing. We'll have lots to talk about uh, coming out of that. And then in the new year, um, another one that I think uh, just in January, our theme uh, that has another one that has been as a result of people's request. And it's it's a very complicated topic, but we're going to talk about approaching multi-way hands. Um, and how do, how do we, uh, when we go post-flop, because that's another thing that people see, you know, all these, you know, solvers are for heads up and everyone's in the GTO world's really a lot of the times talking about heads up. But, you know, when I go to a post-flop, I got three, four, five, six people coming along with me. Now, what do I do? Um, and so we're going to, we're going to try to break that down as best we can, um, and talk through those, those topics. So, those are kind of the ones that are really on the near term. Uh, we got some other ones coming up after that, but I think there'll there'll be some good good topics for us. Yeah, you talked, we listened. You said uh, bring us more of the stuff that's applicable in the games that we're playing. And so, defending against three bets, playing against limpers, and approaching multi way hands. You know, those are three spots where if you can pay attention that month, watch some of the videos. I do encourage people join the sessions. Join the sessions that we have. We have multiple sessions. Uh, throughout the week, often more than one each day, um, where we discuss poker strategy, we review hands, uh, there's the book study, we use tools to analyze particular spots. Um, there's a lot of different actively engaging Zoom calls or streams where you can uh, get involved, ask questions, answer questions, think about things. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can win prizes, but sometimes it turns out that the real prizes were the knowledge that we gained along the way. Um, and there's a lot of that going on over here. So I encourage people to check that out. And yeah, like we're getting some great comments in the YouTube chat. And I love it when folks come and tune in live on Monday nights at 730 Eastern on YouTube. Um, because it's it's more fun. It's more fun when you have more people in the chat. Uh, great comment from Michael Pinciero here. That sounds like my home game. Limp, limp, limp. Yeah, exactly. And we've got Dark Angel in the house. Uh, thank you, Donna. It's always nice to see you in here. Uh, there's Phil. Um, and then Joe Coolis, another great guy who I'm really happy to see in the chat every time. I see Martha's in there. The real Jim Gibson's here. How about that? Fantastic. Um, so we're going to have some fun with that, I think. Um, and I think we'll probably get our, why don't we get our uh, food bank draw, draw out of the way early so that uh, folks can pay attention to Sarah. Because I know once we do, once we finish the interview, Chris, we're going to have to wrap out of here pretty quickly because you are recording and hosting the play along uh, seminar tonight. Uh, so why don't people start entering the words food bank into the chat right now? Um, and I just want to remind people, you know, food insecurity is something that affects more people than you might think. And a great way to help uh, with a, uh, a global problem that might nevertheless be in your backyard is to just donate some time or some money or some non-perishable food uh, to a food bank near you. And if you just Google food bank near me, you'll find someone uh, or an organization that needs your help. So while folks are typing the words food bank into the chat, uh, John Somsky, why don't you take a look at the uh, home game winners from this past week and lead us through that uh, uh, list quick, of heroes. Quick question, Jim, because I don't think I heard it. What are people yeah. trying to win with their oh. by entering food bank into the chat? What a great, what a great question, Chris. Uh, last week we gave away. Oh, you know, uh, I'm going to duck you some points though because we should have interrupted John with that. Oh, we should enough. have let John get going and interrupt him with that. Um, but okay, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it, Chris. Um, so uh, we we try and give away something interesting every week. Last week it was uh, a copy of Matt Matros's book, The Poker Brain. Uh, the week before that, I think we gave away a month at Learn Pro Poker because uh, it was. Uh, Kim won it that Sunday, and uh, she already had a lifetime uh, lifetime membership. Tonight, we're going to give away uh, a free month of Rec Poker membership, and I've already been teasing it for the last 20 minutes. You know how much fun it is, how great it can be. Um, if you are the winner and you are not a Rec Poker Premium member, bam, congratulations. Uh, email me, jim at rec.poker, and I'll set you up with a free month. If you are a free, uh, premium member already, we'll take that $15 and apply it towards a, a, a credit against any of the coaching or learning or training materials that we have available in our shop. Any of the one-on-one -on -one video review, 
database review options, anything like that that you find under our coaching tab in the shop, uh, working with wrecking crew members who want to help you take your game to the next level, uh, we'll take that same $15 and apply that towards the uh, towards that. Thanks for setting me up there, Chris. Um, so yeah, I see a few people have entered food bank in there, uh, but John, why don't you lead us through the home game heroes for now? All right. We have Cisco Kid 27, Charles Smith, won his first nightly victory for the nice. year. B-Chip, Charles Al- Allen Charles. got his seventh. He is slaying. He is. He's c- had a hot streak lately. Mm. DCS 2005, Jack LaRue got his third nightly victory. Way to go, Ivor Big One got his first nightly victory for the year. Nice. Pet Bet 33 Uh-oh, got back. her ninth nightly victory wow. for the year for the year and then les paul 99 michael pinciero got hey, his there. third <laughs> nightly victory for the year in the chat tonight nice work michael and then on to the mixed game events b chip charles allen got his third mixed daily mixed practice Whoa. Victory oh, he really is on fire that's amazing then seven high 11 got his ah. second international victory all right yep. Nice and work, John. Isma got his fourth Just international. Rolls off victory. the tongue. Just it's, rolls it, you're off so the good tongue. at that now, John. I, it, it actually kind of like I, I'm a little disappointed how easily you just uh, roll that baby off. I, you know, Isma has been winning for a long time now because uh, he was one of the first people that we used to make fun of you for mispronouncing their yep. name, if memory serves. Yes, I cried several nights about that <laughs> as I fell asleep, <laughs> holding myself weeping. Yep. That sounds like us, bunch of jerks. So uh, we'll go back and I think we got to go back to some of those old episodes and just get some oh, audio clips. That's of the a first great time idea. Isn't Ma shows up? I think those, I love those, that plan. Those would be good. Let's do that for the Christmas special or for John <laughs> Halloween spook special. <laughs> you just want me to cry all the time. <laughs> LPP Sunday event then on October twenty third. Jahan Lutasik. John Lutzig uh, got right. his first victory. So he can contact Jim at rec.poker for his free month at Learn Pro Poker. <laughs> That's beautiful. And John, I'm, I think you might have won this already, but you know how it works, buddy. Uh, send me an email, John Lutzi, uh, Jim at rec.poker. You're going to love what's going on there uh, at Learn Pro Poker. Getting a free month there is no mean feat. I see there's some great stuff happening in the chat over here. So First of all, um, I love that we've got some international listeners. I like that Phil's getting into just ranking all the people that are greater than me. That's, you know, <laughs> get pull up a chair, Phil. You're going to be here all night if that's your angle. Um, uh, uh, Phil does say, every once in a while he says something nice. I don't know if it's just like it slips out by accident, but he says, the Tuesday night hangout is a blast. And gets a co-sign on that from Joe Coolis. Um and then a really awesome comment here. So jo- Joseph Coolis, who's a, one of our premium members and a great guy, uh, says that to make this an actual charitable event, he will match donations to your local food bank up to $100. So he's going to, so a, a total of $100 across all the people that donate. Joe, you are such a, a good guy, man. Um, I always enjoy talking poker with you. You've got this generous spirit. I know you've donated to a few food banks uh, since we started doing this. Uh, I know it's a cause that you support as well. And it's just, I love these Rec Poker members, man. These Rec Poker members, they're just good people. Um, we're a self-selecting group. We ostracize the jerks. We just don't, we, the, the jerks don't stick around for very long around here. Whether it's their idea or our, or our idea, they tend to find a pretty early exit from the Rec Poker community. So uh, that's how we that's how we get to great people like uh, Joseph Coolis here. Um, so uh, if people do make that donation, I'll just make this easy. Send me a screenshot of your uh, donation to a local food bank anytime this week. And I will uh, uh, liaise with Joseph. And uh, I'm, I'm calling you Joseph because I see it. I, I just see your name, Joseph Coolsa there. But my friend Joe, I'll just call him Joe. Uh, I'll liaise with Joe this week and uh, make sure that uh, he matches that. And that's a fantastic offer, Joe. Thank you so much for doing that and for, for making a difference in yeah. the world. It, it it's just a great way to make a difference. It's a great way to help people that actually need your help, your neighbors, your friends. Uh, you might be surprised at who needs a helping hand every once in a while. Um, so this is a great way to do it. Uh, oh, and I should shout out Eric Jin, who has been uh, hosting our fun country online plan hangs on uh, Thursday nights. Um, 
won again this week, even though he had some stiffer competition. Uh, but Eric, way to go, man! It's been uh, it's been the Eric and uh, Evil Roy show. It's been the Eric and Dave show over there. We we tend to get uh, uh, most of the seats full, but Eric and Dave seem to just be chopping it up every single week. The road to that twenty five dollar prize from Fun Country Poker seems to go through them. Um, so I'd encourage folks, let's shake the tree a little bit. Let's get some other premium members out to this event on uh, on Thursday nights. It's every Thursday night, 10 o'clock Eastern. It's free to play, and you'll be one of nine people uh, competing for this $25 prize, uh, compliments of Fun Country Poker. So do come and check that out. And yeah, Phil, good point. You are still here. Jerk. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to keep working on you. <laughs> I'm going to say, did you notice I didn't, you didn't send you your personalized invitation to the show tonight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. All right. Well, I see we got a lot of people typing in. <laughs> That's right, John. I love that. Yeah, these are so much more fun since we started doing them live, man. I was having a great time before, but this is really fun. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to start. Uh, Evil Roy was the first person. Oh, plus we have to get back to uh, uh, the stream scandal of the century uh, before we go any further. So we haven't actually talked about this since last week, but there's a big controversy taking the YouTube streaming Rec Poker podcast world by storm, which is, uh, was Phil third or fourth? Ah, oh, that was, yeah. In the draw last week. Yeah. Um, we've gotten into some forensic accounting. We've looked at different screenshots. Um, we decided that Phil was actually totally, he, he was, as far as he could tell, he was the right person. His screenshot and my screenshot do not line up. The order of the people is different. I, I still have no idea how that happened. But um, I talked, I tried to get Joe Ingram to do a podcast on it. I don't. I think probably nine or 10 hours would suffice uh, to get to the bottom of this. I don't think it needs to be one of his uh, marathon ones. But I have not heard back yet. So I'm not sure if maybe he's having a problem with his email. Um, uh, I don't know, uh, Phil, I don't know if you've heard back from Poppy about, uh, doing an interview expose, getting to the bottom of this. He, he might not be ready to, to get into something this juicy, you know, he's, 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 he's gotta, he's gotta stick to, to, to cheating scandals and whatever. Cause like, this is, this is, this is a, a level up. Yeah. You're not wrong. So I guess Poppy, when it's time to take the uh, trading wheels off, come on over and uh, help us out here on the rec poker podcast and. Okay, so so given that we have now established that everyone's view of the chat is different, um, how are we going to know what is the authoritative order? It's a great question. I, I mean, I think I'm just going to have to go by what's in front of me on the screen, and then if there is some you know controversy. We're gonna have to come up with like a second prize or a another kind of prize or a consolation prize. I was uh, I was impressed and surprised by Phil, who said, "You know what? He's not even angry about it. Just uh, you know, grovel and apologize on the show next week and make sure that the real winner uh, gets the prize." And so that's what we're gonna do. So Jack is gonna win the prize from last week, uh, but we're about to. Sarah is here. The 98%, it has come through. I am so excited for this. This is awesome. Sarah, thank you for joining us here on the Rec Poker Podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys. I feel like it's been an eternity. I know, right? And Too I long. And the sound and everything is working. Like it's really, <laughs> I I I have always like used my poker news computer, right? And my poker yeah. news stuff. And now like trying to reset up my life on like other devices and things like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's such a stupid mm -hmm. little nightmare. Every Like just doing everything is like, I've been a nightmare for like three weeks, <laughs> but we're here. Well, I'm so glad you joined us. We're just about to roll a die to see who's going to win the draw this week. And then uh, we're going to get right back uh, into the interview with you because you've got some exciting news and uh, you're such a, we're, we're all such big fans of what you've done and what you're getting into. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, so excited gonna... you saved it for me. Yay. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So uh, every week we give away a prize for uh, people that type the word food bank into the chat box here because we're doing this live on YouTube. So I think we've got starting with Dave. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's that's boring. We get to just roll a boring old six-sided die. There you go. Nope. Nope. There it is. You can see it there. 
Um, we do have nerdier dice, nerdier dice available, but tonight it's just an old six banger. Let's see how she goes. Don't be one. <laughs> it's a one. It's you, a one. You made it happen. <laughs> well, it's been a while, a lot. I'm even rolling like different dice for this. I last time I did this six sided one, I, so I chose I a different it, color. It encourages time. people to go. I mean, you got to be quick. It on the, does. This, yeah. But it's almost I mean, like it's he flips weird. the coin, and if it's heads, it's a one. <laughs> Otherwise, tails, it's every other number. Yeah, yeah that's else. right. That's right. Okay, well, that was Evil Roy Slade, uh, Dave Westerveld. So Dave, got to be one of the... So so Dave pays... Dave's a premium member here at Rec Poker. He's pledged his $15 a month to help out with what we're doing. And he is definitely making bank this year. He's won free months. He's won coaching credits. He's won more $25 prizes in the online play and hang than anybody else. He told me last week, he's officially in the black. He's making money through his Rec Poker Premium membership. So congratulations uh, to Dave. Uh, if you're listening, well, I know you're listening because you're watching us live. Um, send me that email, my friend, Jim at Rec.Poker, and we'll get you all set up there. So, uh, Sarah, so we got uh, you've got some fans in the YouTube chat already. Uh, Donna Dark Angel, who I, I know you're familiar with, says, mm -hmm. hi, Sarah, congrats on the new show and uh, good luck with it. Um, so, yeah, she, she knows what's up. Dude, me and Donna, we go way back. <laughs> I feel like the, the female community, right, is small enough, but there's also just there's a certain small community that's kind of active i feel like in mm. on twitter that pays attention to what's going on and you just get to know each other whether yep. it's in real life in the social media land you get to know each other for sure <laughs> well sarah we've talked about this uh getting you back on the show for a while um you have such a uh a sunny disposition within the poker world which i feel like is not universally present but it's very on brand with what we're doing here um so I guess I ask all our guests this. Uh, why don't we start off just how do you yourself define your role in the poker world? And then we'll take it from there. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because you were you said, like, you have so much. And I thought you were going to say children that make it really hard for you to like, do anything your, in your the Twitter, time. Your Twitter DM to me talking about how we were going to have to bump the time of the show back a little bit is one of the funniest DMs I've ever got in my life. Uh, yeah, you've got a lot going on over there. Dude, I'm telling you, like the whole world has kids. So I just <laughs> now am like, what has everyone been doing this whole time? I did not give enough credit. It is such a massive task i mean and just the little things like oh i'm sorry you want to talk to me sometime between 6 30 and 8 in the evening really if it's between like 5 and 8 like i'm just there's just no not a second to to spare because they are tiny little serial killers um <laughs> but yeah i mean in the poker space it's been really interesting for me lately because um i was at poker news for 12 years and i just um decided to leave and so it was I feel in some ways, okay, so when I was a little girl, my grandfather, he retired as like a full bird colonel in the Air Force. And I remember going to his retirement ceremony and, you know, all these people talking about him and me just learning all these things about what his life was like and people that he'd helped and um, things that, you know, you just don't know about somebody's work life, basically. And I remember thinking as a little kid, oh my gosh, I can't wait to retire and like have all these people, you know, say all the things I've done in my career. And I feel like I had like a mini retirement ceremony mm. basically in the last few weeks that um, I think if you had asked me two months ago, what I feel like my role in the poker world is, <laughs> I would have had a very different answer. Um, but I feel basically now like people have, told me what it is and mm. um it, and that's been really nice for me and um one of the most interesting things that someone said in the like semi retirement ceremony things was basically just that um when i came into this world i was off camera um and just like working in production basically and i was producing content for stars and news and um that some people behind the scenes and some players had said like, oh, she really connects well with poker players. And we think it would be easier if you could just put her on camera, you could have these conversations on camera and um, it would, you don't have to then, you know, if you're off camera, you have to have the players sort of answer the question within the 
this, you know, you're like, tell me about this, or you have to make, say it in a way where they can cut the question out and people still kind of understand what's going on. And they said, you know, if you just had Sarah there, then uh, you wouldn't have to do that. And the poker players wouldn't have to think so much about how they're answering and they could just be um, present. And that uh, it has, I think it's been my pleasure to get to share a lot of the stories of poker players and personality and people in the media and people that you didn't know or don't know who are having deep runs in events or um, I think it's one of the greatest and best things that I've done in the last decade has just been to share other people's stories, basically. That's awesome. And if folks want to, they can tune into uh, the Poker News um, podcast from a couple of weeks ago uh, where they did a really good uh, sort of uh, uh, series of people calling in to share their stories about the time that you'd spent with them and that sort of thing. Um, I, I mean, I was touched listening to it. <laughs> I wasn't involved in it. That wasn't that something? It was and the were- best. I like sent it to my mom and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. this is so great. <laughs> I have never felt so honored in in my industry you know that was really something special well i'm not going to ask you to like rank any of those things or like who your favorite or least favorite guests were or any of that because obviously it's 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 a lot and um it's all very fresh right now but it's can probably you tell the me- same person the answer to that question actually ah. because <laughs> i would say Bryn Kenny was hands down one of my favorite people to interview always for my whole time at the Poker News Podcast. And then the reaction to the last interview was probably the worst thing I ever dealt with in my career. Mm. So like, I would say it's not that hard for me to think of it. That's pretty much the same. All right. Well, and actually, I mean, I'll tell every week, of course, I tell our our, uh, viewers in the chat, if you've got any questions, uh, you're watching live on YouTube, feel free to just type your questions into the chat there. Uh, Or John Somsky, I know he's unmuted here. So if anyone in the panel here wants to ask any questions, feel free to just unmute and jump in. Um, My one question for you at that point would be, uh, can you describe kind of the tension between being a fun host, but also having relationships with people in the poker world, but also having to kind of ask hard questions and, and actually do some real news breaking. Can you just talk a little bit about that, what what that tension feels like? It's the worst. And it's not just about players either, because obviously our paychecks, you know, come from uh, different sources and people. So for example, it costs almost half a million dollars, right? For poker. News. I don't know. Should I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say those kind of things, but it costs, we a lot won't of share money. this with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it costs a lot of money to go to the world series and to send a team of like 50 people to somewhere for yes. two months. And, um, you have to pay, it costs a lot of money. Right. So then also you have to go out and you have to find sponsors and you have to find people willing to pay for you to be there. And so then you develop all these relationships also outside of, just the like players and what you're saying about them. And of course, almost everybody who has money to spend to do these things also has like a vested interest in whatever they're doing. And they also oftentimes are parts of news stories that are either flattering or not flattering. And when it's not flattering, that's complicated. And, and the same with players. And I think even more so with the players, it's difficult because we ask them all of the time for their time and energy for free right? Like nobody, the players don't get anything when they talk to us. And so pissing people off is not a particularly advantageous thing in the long run. And it's so interesting because I don't think of myself as like having a lot of, you know, like a deep Rolodex or anything like that. But I think that is one of the things that I've realized in seeking other employment is how other people see me is like, Oh, one of the, your biggest skills basically is that, you know, a lot of people and <laughs> sounds <Right>. terrible, <laughs> but, but if you go around, you know, pissing all of those people off, you could build your own brand for sure. And you could make your own type of content, which I like hats off so much to people who are able to do that. But if you need to have a regular paycheck in a regular life, it is definitely, definitely a tough balance. Um, and, and for me, I've, tried to let other people tell their own stories. And Mm -hmm. honestly, when I was done with the Bryn interview, I felt great about everything, which sounds so crazy after everything that happened. Um, But I felt really awesome because my, I went into it with the goal of, um, of just letting him speak. Like, I don't, 
I never expected to have all of the questions or to be this like right. interrogator or something. And it's also happened in, in several other situations. I mean, when, when stars changed the, um, you know, VIP programs a few times, this was a very delicate issue and, and a lot of players were um, boycotting. And mm-hmm. so even speaking to the players at the events was sort of like a dicey thing to do and showcasing that they were at the event and not boycotting. And, and there's been, there's been quite a few situations where um, I, I felt like the best thing that I could do is just let other people talk about their stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm not an expert at almost any of these things. And there's so the minutia in poker is so key and, so many people are such experts at every little thing mm. that, you know, I'm just, I'm never going to be that. And, and I think I will continue to just try to let other people either dig their own graves or tell their own stories or let the <laughs> things stand for themselves. You know, I'm not, I don't feel like that's my job. Yeah, good answer. Uh, but John, other people do feel like that for sure. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, everyone's got uh, opinions are like belly buttons, right? Everybody's that's got one. Sure. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, um, at least from my point of view, I think you did a really good job during that interview. Uh, it was a very difficult situation to be in. Um, it's really hard when someone you have grown to know and like is faced with something like that and you don't want to believe it and all of that type of stuff. Uh, and if you hadn't been there, we wouldn't have had a chance to hear from him. So that's what I kept trying to say too. Like, I was just like, I didn't want to do this. I remember even calling Lynn and Christy, like after he said he was down to do the interview and like, I called them. I was like, there's no way this is going good for me. Like a hundred percent. This is never going good for me. And they both were like, yeah, no, you're right. Like, this is definitely not going to go good. And, but I was just like, but everyone wants to hear something. So I thought like, well, I mean, at least that'll be that. But well, in hindsight, I really wish I just didn't do it. You were in a, in a no-win situation, but I think it was a really good thing that you did do it. It was a service to the community, and, you know, the people who don't understand that just can go to hell. <laughs> but, I so but, appreciate that because a lot of people don't, but I think, you know, a lot of people who are really in the industry do understand and did see what it was. Yeah, so I want to thank you personally, at least. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. And the people who did reach out to me and said, you know, their thoughts, which were kind, it really did mean a lot at that time. I just was feeling so um, like just pitchforks were out. And I just, I honestly was like, I don't even know if I want to be in poker anymore. This is so like, I just wanted to get away for like two weeks and just not even like look at anything. And, um, but then there were so many people that I really respect and people that I didn't expect, you know, that came out and, and uh, it, that made a huge difference to me. Yeah, that's how I feel every time I register a live tournament these days. I'm just like, <laughs> get to the end of it. It's like, that's it. I, I'm out of this. this <laughs> peace, losers. I'm t- toast. All right. Yeah. Chris, did you have something? <laughs> well, Sarah, I mean, one, one of the things that I think is, is exciting is that you are sticking with poker. Um, and um, I'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit. I know that it hasn't been revealed everything that you're going to be doing and maybe you don't even know yet. Maybe you're kind of taking this time to figure it out. Um, I've read somewhere that your title is going to be head of instant media. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm wondering if you can kind of like, um, uh, you know, help help us understand what what you see your 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 role being now in this kind of transition for you. It is so funny because the discussion on what my title should be was <laughs> so epic, and I just like I honestly just don't really care at all. Um, and and I think the hard thing is even when people ask me, especially people who don't know poker, when they ask me what do you do for a living, I'm just always it's like to even begin to explain what I do just seems so ridiculous. I always say I'm a presenter and producer in the poker space, which people are like, Oh, that's so interesting. But really it's like, I'm, I think my own role has changed so much because social media um, has video has changed so much because it's so social media now. Right. So I used to be doing a lot more. um, My background is in film and television. So coming into this doing video was, pretty much all my focus. And that's all I thought about. And now people don't have the attention span for that. And also the algorithms are not really pushing that. So um, when I came back from maternity this last year uh, and the, you know, poker news had shifted to this sort of different 
corporate vibe or whatever. We didn't have somebody who was actively like managing all of the social media platforms. And so I just took on the role at Poker News, which I think we called digital media manager. So it was running the social channels and then also the YouTube. Um, and so, I mean, gosh, in the two years, and I give so much credit to Poker News for giving me the space to do this. Like, I just had to learn a lot. I am not a, like a very active person on social media. Um, I'm not particularly interested in social media in my personal life, um, but I spent a lot of time digging into this short form video content into some of these new and emerging platforms. And, uh, you know, I don't think you could be using YouTube at this point and not, uh, diving into shorts as much as you can. Um, Instagram, we all love Instagram. If you're not doing the reels, you're completely missing out on everything that's happening. I've gotten into the TikTok now. It's really sad. I'm like a, a close to 40 year old woman now. I'm on the TikToky. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, and I think that's, I think that the way that people consume content is changing so dramatically. And I think it's also uh, you know, my perception of it has also changed a lot because Christy Lynn and I have a Marco Polo chat, which an old friend of mine from elementary school told me about. And she's like, I want to do this chat with you. It's actually kind of an antiquated uh, app, but I think it's coming back. But basically it's like you send each other video messages. So Lynn's in Australia, Christy's in San Diego, I'm in Texas. We all have children. It's very complicated to arrange for us to sit down and have a, a call together. So just at your leisure, you watch other people's videos to you and then you respond. It has like a little note section. Um, and so I also think as a community, the way that we, I think the way that people are starting to use Twitter, the way things are shifting, even in there is people are just posting messages. This is what I think. This is my response to this, this thing. And so you know, it's not 100% flushed out, but what I think the ultimate goal is, is to create a space and a community where we can connect with each other um, and connect with the news. In my space, it will be as much about video as possible, um, but mostly to just be like, let's let's talk now. Let's get opinions now about what's happening and to create a space where everyone's like, okay, we have this drama going on. We know where we're going. Let's go right to poker.org and that's where we can suss it out, flush it out. And, and, um, in case I didn't say, yeah, that's, I'm going to poker.org. And, you know, I still also am not a hundred percent. I think actually even poker.org is kind of like figuring out exactly what they are going to be and what they, what this is going to look like. It's a big gamble for all of us, you know, like a year from now, maybe it's not even a thing, but the people that are involved are people that I just respect so much. And so it, regardless of the kind of gamble or the questions, it just made me feel like, okay, this is a, this is something I want to be involved in. And it reminds me a lot of the sort of old school poker news days where, you know, it's a really small team of people and um, you can get decisions made really fast. You know, there's only like nine total people or something involved. And so if you want to get something done, you want a project, you have an idea, it's like you have two, you know, let's collab, let's talk about it. Does this make sense? And if it does, let's make it happen. Let's get it done. And also, and this is another huge project that they're trying to, to sort out and suss out is to have a player advisory board mm -hmm. to have a group of well-respected and known players who we can reach out to when things are going on and get their thoughts and opinions right away also. So we can start those dialogues so we can have those conversations that come from respected people in the poker community, but also so that if we have questions, you know, ethical questions or sponsorship type questions or things like this, that we can hear right away from people in the poker community, what this looks like, what this feels like to them. Um, and I hope we're going to be able to pull it together. It's a lot of, again, acts of service that we're act asking poker players to, mm. to give us, you know, please give us your time give us your opinions, give us your social media accounts, give it. I mean, basically like always, if you want to do something where you're not going to make where there's not like a super clear profit motive in the beginning, then you've just got to get a lot of people who are willing to, to dive in on an idea, on a concept. And yeah. the concept is that we just need more news that feels um, like it's free. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like we're all about sort of uh, passion projects and people doing things because they love it and like giving time to the poker community. 
you know, that's how great things are accomplished. Uh, uh, nothing happens. Nothing great was ever accomplished alone. And when money is the motivating factor, you know, that isn't always the best guide either. You know, a lot of greatness just comes from people doing things that they're excited and passionate about that they think will make the world a better place, whether it's the world in general or the poker world. And so I, I just love that that's the attitude of this uh, feels, sort of feels like a, a startup vibe. It's like a yes. very agile, right? Yes. And that's, you know, so. And a, honestly, instant. my feelings about the poker community have always been that this is basically what the poker community is about, that it's a, that, that contrary to popular, you know, portrayals in, in media and things like this and in the more mainstream media, that poker players are people who are strongly convicted about ethics and Mm -hmm. who are extremely charitable with their time, with their money. Uh, I mean, Honestly, the last year has just like made my head explode, to be fair. I I think I just I've said it a lot of times, but I've been very naive um, about things going on and goings on in the poker world. And, And actually, I always thought at the highest levels was the places where they're just people were so above board and just they were so like self policing and all this. Like I was. Honestly, I was such a moron now when I think about things, but I'm still going to keep this dream and this vibe alive. And like, I believe that most of the people that I know personally in the poker world are, are trying to do this and are trying to make the poker space as transparent as possible. Yeah, I mean, tragically, most of the poker players that we know are human beings. And, uh, you know, <laughs> humans, humans, out. humans gonna human. You know, oh, those crazy humans and their schemes. Uh, so yeah, that 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 does Falling make a short, lot of sense. you guys again. <laughs> yeah, Chris, take it from there. Well, and I, I'll just I have I have some audience questions here which I want to get to, but uh, just if you're still workshopping the title, I loved how you described how like there's this drama out there. Let's suss it out. So maybe Chief Susser of Drama or something <laughs> might be a nice a nice uh, a nice uh, title there. Honestly, some of the ones that I came up with, I think people were just like, "This is ridiculous." Like, <laughs> oh, I think one of the ones I said was like czar of uh like czar of of drama or something like this yeah. something along drama czar. like people are uh, like drama yeah. czar is, that's awesome. drama czar. like you put that. this on your linkedin and people are just like okay you can only work Whoa. for for like at someone in silicon valley or something like you right, don't right, belong right. in the rest of the world you guys almost got a little mini girls can right all over the screen <laughs> for that one that was well timed uh, well, but we do have some comments. Uh, Dark Angel has a question and some comments coming in here. Um, she's just saying, you know, no, no matter what you would have done with Brynn, it wouldn't have changed a thing. So well done for doing it. Um, she also really thinks that shorts, reels, and TikTok are the way to go. So people don't have a lot of short, uh, kind of have a really short attention spans these, these days. Um, but her question for you, uh, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it, gets, it gets at, I think one of the things that actually... I'm I'm going to ask this question in in relation to a question that came up um listening to that poker news uh sort of tribute to you where um your Christy Arnett sort of advised you early on in your career I, you said you told the story of how she said the only thing that's really working or the thing you're doing the best right now are your blooper reels and you said that kind of hurt but it also helped you sort of like reflect on when you were kind of being your authentic self and that kind of thing so I guess this question comes in line with that because uh Dark Angel asks what's your most embarrassing moment in poker oh my gosh wow you know it's so funny because the most embarrassing things I did were in the very beginning and I didn't care that much yet what people thought about me. So <laughs> if I think now, you know, like I carry like, the most shame obviously in that like this Bryn thing feels like it's some like black mark on my name or something like that. But if you had asked me, would I do it differently? Would I even know how to have done it differently in that moment? No. But did I do some like, okay, so here's a super, two super embarrassing things I did at my very first event on camera. Um, The first thing, actually, I did three really embarrassing things in the very first event, which all makes total sense. But now that you like you guys knowing poker, you'll get how horrible this is. So I was interviewing. So Nick Shulman and Eugene Kachalov were playing in a super high roller and there wasn't super high rollers every other day that this was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar super high roller at the. 
PCA. And this was like so hyped. Everyone was paying attention. It was crazy. Um, I think it ended up being Eugene and Daniel Negreanu um, heads up, which was huge because then Daniel was going to take over the money. Uh, but at the time, it was still the final table and it was Nick Shulman sitting with Eugene Kachalov and they were best friends, right? So this is such an interesting story. Oh, this is so juicy. And, you know, Nick Shulman's just like tall and handsome and all the things. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, he's actually like so cute. Let's go talk to him. I, I was... Like I had a boyfriend, but like, you know, he's not like the typical poker player. So I get there. And, oh, and just, burn to like, poker. Oh my gosh. So you, um, like you're playing with your best friend, right? His name is like Eugene something or other. Literally. I said that Eugene, I said, Eugene catches something. What's his name? Eugene catches something. Oh my gosh. He's playing a $250,000 event, but also I knew nothing. And everyone was like, just go, just go, just go. You got it. So it started with that which was horrible. And then I was like, okay, I'm never, I'm never doing this again. You know, I really, I'm going to research everybody's name. I'm going to know how to say it all. Um, I'm going to get everything all together. And so I'm the next day following Christy around and she's just telling the camera person who to get B-roll of. And I'm just writing it down, just writing it down. Everything she says and exactly how she says it. So I can go do it. And then I go to do the update and I thought she said, give Guinea and then Tim Mashenko. Like these are two separate people. And so I did my whole update and I was like, and also Yevgeny and Tim Mashenko, which <sighs> is obviously the same person. And this was like pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> and then right after that, so this is just to like showcase how horrible I was, but this was the worst. So then right after that, I go to interview Sergio Garcia, who is a famous golfer. And I'm going up to the table and I, they say he's, it's this guy. He's that guy right there. You can't miss him. Like all the cameras are all around him or whatever. So I go over to the guy I think they're pointing at. And I was like, excuse me, sir. Do you think I could get you for like two minutes on the break? I'm so sorry. And he doesn't speak English. Um, so I'm asking the person next to him who says they speak Spanish. Can they translate for me? And I'm like, I'm trying to get him for an interview on the break. And then the person next to that person says, are you trying to interview Sergio Garcia? And I was like, yeah. And the guy goes, I'm Sergio Garcia. <laughs> oh my gosh. I turned right red. And then I messed up that interview so bad too, when I was doing it. And he was so gracious and so kind. I can't even believe how patient and wonderful he was. Honestly, I was so lucky. Same Nick Shulman. I was so lucky that people were so nice to me. And I just, didn't know yet to care. I like I had just come from working in Hollywood, right? So I was like, oh, I've like been working with, you know, a celeb. So who cares about like these people or whatever? Oh my gosh, Sergio Garcia, <laughs> Nick Shulman, Eugene Kachalov. Yeah, I mean, now I just realized I would, but fortunately, I didn't know enough to be super embarrassed yet, but I am very embarrassed now thinking back on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it just goes to show That's for amazing. our listeners at home. I mean. And look how it turned out for you. You know, a couple of missteps Just early. Keep trucking along, guys. Yeah, exactly. Just keep it, reading it takes... the blogs. You'll figure out who people are eventually. <laughs> it does take um, time, though. And in training so many other people over the years, I can't tell you how many times I've showed them those videos, showed them those interviews and, mm -hmm. and just tried to explain to them, you know, you don't have to be there yet. You will get there. And also to explain to other people who we work with, other people in the media, other people in the audience. Most people don't just, just come in ready to, you know, perform. And most people who do come in ready to perform don't know about poker. So you've got to like give people some time to suss it out. Even well, I, Laura, who's doing amazing now, I'm so proud of her. She had like a full on panic attack the first few days, you know, of working at Poker News. And I remember I was still on maternity and I remember talking to her and just telling her like, you'll find your, you'll find your voice and you'll find where you feel comfortable. And, and seeing her now, I just feel like a proud mama bear. And so many of them through the years, you just, you show them your own shame. And then, you know, it's like, it doesn't get much worse than that. So you can, you guys will crush. That's great. Well, I think uh, I've actually, we're going to break some news here. Uh, my mama bear it tunes into the show every week. Uh, she's one of the people in the YouTube chat every week. That's Martha. Uh, so ma the, the subject of moms has come up a bit. Some of the folks know that Martha is my mom, but not everybody. Now everybody knows. So hi, mom. Uh, thanks for tuning in every week. And, uh, hi, mom. I know I, I've probably come up with a few embarrassing things that uh, would make her blush over the course of my poker career. But it's so great to have the support of a loving mother when it comes to this kind of thing. And, you know, you know, you're going to do well. 
Um, so uh, we, we, I love part of your story and we'll let you go sh- soon here, but, um, you, you started in this industry, you know, you didn't feel like you had a lot of experience in this particular niche. Uh, but like a lot of our other guests, you had, uh, you know, enthusiasm and talent and interest, and that has sort of allowed you to kind of forge a path in the poker world. Do you have any advice uh, for people like myself? Uh, you know, a few years ago, I, I really enjoyed poker, but I never sort of pictured myself hosting a podcast or coaching or playing in the World Series of Poker main event. Like those things were all just kind of in this abstract other realm. But the fact is, the poker world is there. It's accessible. It's made up of real people. Um, some of the humor is little qualified as I am. Uh, we still manage to come and have a great time and be part of these amazing communities and like build these roles for ourselves. So, can you just share some advice for other people that might want to kind of get a foot in the door or create a space for themselves in the poker world? Yes. Two things, which are both the same, I would say. Number one, I had a path for myself, right, that I saw and that I thought I was going to be in filmmaker. I was going to do I Everything I did was going in this direction. And God had a completely different path for me that I would have never even seen or thought to see. And it was so much better suited mm. for me and such a better life than I ever imagined for myself. So I would definitely say, first of all, don't worry about planning all of your you know twists and turns in your, in your life because God's got an awesome plan and you will get you will get where you're going and you'll look back and think, oh my gosh, this was even better than what I thought. And part of that, I think part of what comes with that is just being, like you said, embracing and jumping into things that you don't know about, that you're not sure about. And this is exactly what I was saying to Chad at the end of the last podcast, because Chad's someone who always... so. The podcast is not something I ever wanted to do. It's not something I ever saw myself doing. Um, It's something I enjoyed listening to other people do. Uh, But when there was an opening because everyone was leaving, basically, I just didn't want to see it die. So I was like, you know what? I'll try this. I'll jump into it. Um, And then when they said, we're not going to give you any more money for it. I used to have an editor for the podcast, right? And then uh, there was a period where Poker News was like, no, we're not paying for that. It doesn't make any money. So I was like, okay, I'll figure out how to edit the podcast. Um, And the same with with like making thumbnails. And as, as these things started to come to me, the same social media, I wasn't particularly interested in it. And now it's pretty clear this is the direction where my career is going next. And so I just think that you think you know what's right for you or what you're interested or what you like, but when there's little opportunities or little windows or new things to learn and check out, just do it and you'll figure it out. And honestly, everyone I've ever hired some of the people that I thought were going to be so amazing because they already had the skills were the worst to work with. And some of the people who were just the most open to learning and the most, you know, when they had questions, they're down to just like deep dive on YouTube really quick and figure out how to like edit something up or, you know, they you don't have to know everything, but if you are willing to try and swing at it, I just think the world has so much to offer and you might be surprised where your path ends up. Even the dice thing, dude, I got so into games. Someone just said something at an event. I think it was Scott Seaver and he was talking to someone on the plane on the way home. And he was talking about how gaming was such an important part of how he grew up. And I was pregnant at the time. And I told my husband, like, we got to, I want to, I want to be a gamer. I want my kids to know about games. I want, and so we just like went into it. I got like, we got the game table, all the games. I went crazy for a few years and I love it. Yes. I love it. And I would have never, you know, I don't know. It's such a, it's like you, you already think, you know, what you love and you want, and you've got your hobbies and things figured out, but like to take a gamble for sure. That would be the best advice, right? Take a gamble, host a podcast. Why not? Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. Well, um, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing these uh, fantastic uh, 30 or 40 minutes that we've had together here. Um, oh my gosh, you guys, this went by like a blink of an I eye. know. Good to good times with good people, right? What can you do? It always um, feels like that. So tell us uh, just uh, where where can people get a hold of you? Is Where's the best place to reach you personally? And how should they get in touch with your new material and everything that you're going to be working on at uh, Poker Dump? Sure. So my social media is anti, A-U-N-T-Y, Chardonnay, all over the place. And 
I leave those DMs wide open. So feel free to just <laughs> slide on in if you're trying to get a hold of me and you think you can't. Uh, but that's also my email, antichardonnay at Gmail. It's all pretty just anti-chardonnay all over town. And then, but I do go super dark on my social media periodically. And it's not <laughs> a conscious choice. I actually really want to be better and more active. I really have been trying to be more active, but I when I have a job, which I haven't for the last week, which is also been wonderful. But uh, when I start again, November 1st, it'll be at poker.org. And I have been in such a, uh, I've been in a real like managerial position for the last few years. And I'm really, I'm hoping that I'm also now going to, because there's so less, so few people in this, that I'm going to dive deeper again into creating some content. And I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, I hope you guys can find the content on poker.org and hopefully I don't piss off too many people because I still do need them. I mean, you got to piss off a few people or else like, it's just Pavlov. Like I want to talk about drama. The right, so I'm the right ones, right? Going to piss people off for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see poker.org. I, I, I have a feeling I'll probably go to the, to the PSPC um, in the Bahamas. And I think that's where we'll really start kicking off nice. some of our content. That's awesome. Uh, John, did you have something to, to add? Well, there? I just wanted to say thanks for staying in the uh, poker realm. I think the poker community is better off with you in it. I appreciate Aww. that so much. Nicest I really guy in do. poker. Nicest guy in <laughs> poker. Um, all right. Well, I uh, says you know, the no. nicest guy in poker. Okay. <laughs> we true. see you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, uh, so normally our guest interviews happen in the front half of the show and we allow you to sort of gracefully exit uh, while we move on to the rest of it. We're going to close it down right here, which means that you get to listen in on our extended outro music where there's like a little awkward chance to dance and uh, get, get funky as we, as we roll on out of here. Wait, I know it's right. Who made so the music? I want uh, that was actually a really cool guy named uh, Pete, uh, uh, who is an old friend of Steve's, and uh, he put he put down some uh, slappy guitar and bass, and it's going to be it, it's pretty new. So you, we're, you may we're be the, the only guest in history who's subjected to this experience. So Dude, I yes. can't wait. Let's <laughs> the right one. Anti Chardonnay is Let's here. Let's do it. So I want to thank um, all our YouTube uh, folks. There's too many to thank in person. Uh, it's just so many people in here. Some new names, too. Michael Miller, I see, and some other great folks like Eric Anderson. And my mom. Thanks, Mom. Mom doesn't Thanks, miss the show. Martha doesn't miss the show. She's been following since episode 157, which was my first one. So how cute is that? She's the best lover to bits. Um, and, of course, I got to thank uh, John and Chris for being here. Sarah freaking Herring. And um, our sponsors, the uh, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, and Mark Prashan, a website app, but mostly you, the listeners. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you again next week. Yeah.